0: You used to call me on the cell phone.
1: No, it's the shell phone. <laughs> on the Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't be calling me on my shell phone. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good, buddy. I'm awake today.
1: <laughs> I was like, this is not like Martin.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I finished dinner. And we, we ate, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch a movie before we record. So I put on uh the Dead Don't Die, that Bill Murray and uh, the, the dude from Star Wars, the zombie movie. Okay. I put that on, and it was so bad I fell asleep.
1: That's terrible for <laughs> a zombie. <laughs> you fell asleep?
0: Yeah, dude. There was no script to that movie. I'm pretty okay. sure they ad libbed the entire conversation. But uh, but whatever. It's not like I paid for it. It's on HBO Max. So You
1: said it's on Cinemax? HBO Max. I thought you said Cinemax.
0: No, they don't let me have Cinemax. <laughs> I was traumatized as a kid watching Cinemax. <laughs> so uh, they don't let me get it anymore.
1: <laughs> Emmanuel, number 24.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You know how that goes. You uh, right, right, you set right, si- right. you psych for Thanksgiving. I am. I'm gonna smoke a partial turkey um, today on my grill, or tonight, and see how it goes. Huh. You know, I've never never smoked one before, so you know, I'm gonna put the the wood in there, put a little uh, in there.
0: Oh you know, lord!
1: You gotta <laughs> if you smoke. You gotta put the in, there. give it that added flavor.
0: I guess I can't leave this on the podcast anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: you, you can bleep it out.
0: <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. I uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm making uh, like broccoli casserole, green bean casserole, mac and cheese. Made some dinner rolls. I don't know why. We're not even doing it at my house. We're going to my in-laws house. So why am I cooking?
1: Because you got to bring something, man. I guess. You can't bring like like store bought Sara Lee pound cake and, and your family <laughs> respects you when you walked in the, in the door after <laughs> they have enslaved over the stove.
0: That's what my brother in law does.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. He like brings cookies, store bought cookies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he would have to sit outside on that one.
0: He owns it though. He doesn't play off like uh, like he made them. You know what I mean? I mean, he jokes <laughs> around about it. He's like, "Yeah, I slaved over these cookies." But uh, yeah, whatever, dude. No one cares. Yeah, it is what it is. People just want to eat. Uh, you know yeah. what else I'm thankful for, for is uh, is what? talking to you. Welcome to the Valentine's City Podcast. Thank you. And we haven't talked in forever, Duan.
1: I know. I thought I lost some friends, man. I thought you guys like were talking about my about me behind my back. I'm like <laughs> we we can't hang out with this guy anymore. I mean, he's just a loser. No, 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 no. You know, think, think, things just get crazy sometimes.
0: Yeah things get crazy sometimes. Travis was uh he, uh he he went to Arkham Asylum during the election and uh, and not, and then they let him
1: out finally. They made him shave his beard too afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah. didn't they? laughs>
0: but uh he's he's on the way to visit his mom so he's not joining. That's fine. That's cool. Ain't, ain't nothing chicken wing. Right. Got to do the family thing. Oh, but uh yeah, it's good to good to finally talk to you, man. I feel like I've done yeah. the the show by myself for like 10 years now.
1: You have, but we've been listening to you. We've been supporting you from afar.
0: I know. I appreciate it. It's I'm been just good happy though.
1: to be here. I've been happy to be here, buddy, because, you know, Ohio's a spiking man in our little virus case, our little fake virus.
0: Yeah, here too. Really? My, uh, yeah. My, my wife's boss got it now, and uh, my dad's wife has it. What? Yep. So we were going to go to Thanksgiving to see my dad, and uh, he texted last night that <laughs> Thanksgiving was canceled. Because uh, his wife's not feeling too well, uh, they don't know if it's coronavirus yet. Because she can't, she couldn't get an appointment for a test until Friday. What? Yeah, so they're just locked down at their house, and uh, and that's... the bad thing is, like, her kids came down from New York to visit, and now, now they're stuck in the house.
1: <laughs> God, man, that's terrible, right? <laughs> you know, here, man, it's like. It's so bad. I guess they said, it's, you know, I live in Central Ohio. Yeah. And they had like the top ten neighborhoods by zip code for the outbreak, and like three of the top ten are in my zip code. Oh <laughs> so Lord! I walked by the. I didn't. I drove by the urgent care this morning, and it's you know it's raining here right now, and the line is out the door to get COVID <laughs> tests. Like it's, just, it's bad. Like I live in like a. You know better than I you know, I live in a diverse community. We got yeah. like immigrants from all over, you know, similar probably to what you experienced in New York. Yep. And it's just, you know, people just they handle health differently. And it's just you never know what you're gonna get when you get a get, you know, this virus around here. So it's I'm scared to go in the front yard.
0: Man, so you're not even gonna the clubhouse. I go, um Uh here we go. To get the mail. No, I get the mail.
1: <laughs> I get the mail and uh so that's an interesting story. I mean, is, I don't want to get sidetracked. So, yeah, we have a bunch of a bunch of people in our clubhouse that uh, have uh, mysteriously uh, woken up with the coronavirus. It mm, might be in the chicken. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> could be. Yeah, it could now, be in the chicken. my wing spot. Now my wing spot. There are a couple bartenders at the wing spot that um, we call it. They broke their foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't see somebody for two weeks like oh you broke your foot didn't you they were like oh yeah uh, i broke my foot
0: yeah mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. uh i was re- i read somewhere i think it was in like netherlands they just killed like a hundred thousand chickens for bird flu So like, you never know man
1: it could be so, the chicken for wings bird, oh, oh for bird flu i thought you were talking about the minks didn't some country
0: oh uh, yeah there was some country that had the minks too they had to kill a bunch of them
1: what's gonna be next man Mm -hmm. coming after dog flu
0: that's why uh as much as i love to support the local comic shop comiXology baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) your local comic shop
0: (laughs) my local comic shop is in my office (laughs) good
1: for you it's a safe it's a safe place yep
0: yep so uh I uh, <laughs> my wife made me spray down my uh my XO number two gold uh yesterday,
1: uh because I got my copy. Did you get your copy yet? I did not, but um there is a very special place in Wisconsin that reached out to me and um, offered me a copy, and I gladly took them up on that. You
0: offer. can you can shout them out. They're cool people.
1: Cowabunga and Eric. Yeah, yeah there you go. Good. Eric's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate that. So gave me a good deal on it, and yeah, I'm happy. I'm really nice. happy. Yeah, so you
0: I, had to spray it down? Yeah, I got my copy, and I, uh was it yesterday or the day before, I guess. And uh, I put a picture on the Discord. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. nice, man. Uh, Shout out to Greg, because Greg sent me the copy. And awesome. uh, sh- sh- double shout out to Greg, because uh, he's been doing the, the daddy thing. I know. Yeah, I told him Parker, Fatherhood right? looks good on him, man. Yeah, Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the baby's name is actually Martin, but uh, he can't confirm that publicly because his wife would get mad. But it's on the birth certificate. But publicly, he calls the baby Parker.
1: How do you get your name on uh, everybody's birth certificate? Like <laughs> Martina, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> yeah, your, your,
0: your, your daughter's named uh, Aaron Martina. Beautiful yeah, Aaron name. Martina. I love right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Martina, Rhonda Hammonds right (laughs) uh beautiful but uh but yeah so i got i got my copy and i was like ah do i want do i want to read it or what so i just ended up reading digital copy um and i left the uh the comic in the bag but uh but i showed it to my wife i was like hey look what i got another goal she's like great more comics she's like uh did that come in the mail i said yeah she's like you need to spray it down (laughs) what Yeah, my wife don't play, man. We have uh we have sanitizer stations all over the house. Uh so yeah, she don't play.
1: It's like a it's like a medical office in there.
0: Man, I'm telling you. And it's not so bad now when we when, when the whole thing first hit, man, there were like hand sanitizer bottles like every three feet in this house. <laughs> it was like you know how Mike Myers' house is with comics? It was like that with hand sanitizer.
1: They were in the oven and
0: stuff. Yeah, they were in the oven, piled up on the table, on the coffee table. You had to sleep on it because the mattress was covered in hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Well, if you had any STDs, they got cleared up real quick. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: I'm yep. Just saying. Yep. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I had to spray it down. I, whatever. Like, I pretended to spray it down, um, even though it's in the bag. Did uh, you you
1: spray it down with Lysol, or was it like vinegar water? No, with a wipe. Okay,
0: gotcha. Yeah, we have some, uh, what is it called, like Bactrin Bactrin wipes. Oh, fancy. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know where she got them from. Uh, They look very hospital, you know, they're like, it's like a white pack of wipes, and it's got a blue cross on the front, (laughs) and it says sanitizer wipes.
1: Does so, it burn uh, your hand when you touch it?
0: No, 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 no. I've uh, I've used it in the bathroom before. It's quite nice. Very soft. Oh, you
1: use it? So you use them like do wipes? <laughs> <laughs> They're very soft. I like them. Classic. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. That's
0: <laughs> you know, funny. I told Greg. I told Greg we we're gonna chat, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna talk XO. He's like, "Cool, let me know, and I'll share it." He's not gonna want to share this episode, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you might need to. might need to edit this out.
0: Before. Nah, it'll be fine. But uh, <sighs> yeah, it's been interesting. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk comics. Yes, uh, I know that um, Dennis was on the Valiant YouTube channel. Uh, I think that interview came out today or last night. Uh, I haven't heard it yet. I was gonna. I plan on doing it, but I've been cooking all day, so I didn't get a chance to. But uh, check that out if you are curious about the whole thing. Uh, Greg's been doing these awesome interviews on the Valiant YouTube channel, so I recommend you check those out. His his hair's growing pretty nicely. Mm -hmm.
1: Greg's, that is. Oh, Greg's. Yes. I thought Dennis had a hair club for men.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He might. Who knows? He might. Sorry, but uh but yeah Greg's been doing interviews there. I think there was one with uh I want to say Cullen was on there. Uh in the first episode they had the uh the Comic Pop Folks which are cool people. So check that video out as well. But uh but I want to talk about this comic man because we uh we don't normally talk about comics. But uh there's not much going on and I figured ah, let's just get together and chat about this book. Um mm-hmm. did you did you get a chance to read the first issue again?
1: I did. I did a skull session the other day and read mm. both of them. Ah, look at you trying to be prepared. Know, Nick said, "You know, I, I wanted to be prepped with the Google Docs and and all that, and get, you know, get my assignments in early. You know, with the, the upcoming holiday." So, yeah, I right do, to answer your question,
0: very good. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about number one because it's been what, like three years since it came out. Uh, just kidding, just mm-hmm. kidding. Small joke. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while though. Uh, not not Valiant's fault, obviously. But uh, but I did get a chance to skim through it, and then I read number two, and uh, hmm. I have some thoughts, Duan. I have some thoughts because, okay. as, as you know, uh, Exo Manowar is uh, is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. My first Valiant comic, uh, 27 years ago, and uh, and I've been following it ever since. And let me tell you, when I when I first read issue two, I kind of didn't like it. But then I thought about it for a couple minutes and I was like, I think I do like it because for one. OK, let me let me let me tell you why I didn't originally. Uh, and it was kind of the same issue I had with with the first issue and that there's there's a lot of jokes, you know, and like even even like physical humor, like Arik beating the the robot with his arm Um And so part of me didn't like that, but then I remembered like really old school Exo had stuff that I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it played off funny because Arik was kind of like a caveman back then. Mm -hmm. And, And in some ways, he almost felt like that here. And, and that comes off a little wrong I'm not saying that auric is a K-Man now which seems very different than than the exO we've had since 2012 uh, but I think I'm all right with that especially I think with some of the conversation in this issue uh, when when Eric meets uh, Troy the uh, the Elon Musk of the Valiant universe I guess mm-hmm. and uh, and Troy's like yeah what are you gonna do like uh, head out to space and sit on a throne and like cry yourself to sleep and I'm like yeah that's a good point. <laughs> right <laughs> he does yeah yeah so i'm curious how you uh how you feel about this new take on the character
1: you know initially when i when i read issue one and two again it, it, what, what, stood, what stood out to me originally was um you know in the last arc the kitten run um eric was trying to separate himself from shinhara right mm-hmm. he didn't really want anything to do with her for a while he was kind of on his own he wanted to be a self. And this time, it's like he broke up with his girlfriend and wanted her back. And she was like, no, you've scarred me. You know, she's kind of more standoffish, but she still loves him. So she's not going to just totally desert him. And I'm like, this is a total different spin on how the last run started off. Um, But then, yeah, like you said, in issue two, when the robot fight was there, um, and then the Elon Musk kind of scene came up um i just want to know where they're going with it you can kind of see where they're kind of going with it and and eric is kind of like he's getting played right yeah he's being played um on a large scale which is weird because you would think if him and sean hara were you know on one accord they would be able to see through a lot of this So it's really interesting to see why they're not on the same accord and why they're being manipulated. Well,
0: especially Shanara, right? She seems so aware of everything, right? She keeps logs of everyone they meet and, like, logs of every event that happens. And she seems to, like, really calm Eric down a little bit, I guess. Like, acting a little more like his consciousness than anything else. Um he's like yeah I'm going to do this and uh, and Shanara's like uh eh, yeah but like he's not totally wrong. Um so either there's something else going on with Shanara uh which I think could be interesting if mm-hmm. if Troy has someone somehow managed to like link up to Shanara somehow and is using Shanara in a way to control Eric because um, obviously without eric Shanara can't do anything right I mean I guess she could get a new host but uh that doesn't seem to be like the easiest thing to happen uh, I wouldn't really be past like totally against it uh because we've had eric for so long but right. uh but you know I mean we've had other people wear the armor in the past right uh, especially when when a claim took over there were a couple different people that that had the armor so mm-hmm. i mean you, you could go that direction but I I just don't know yet, and you know I, I kind of feel bad for the book itself having gone you know eight months since issue one. Now we got issue two, and and you're still kind of trying to get past like that introduction, right? Um, yeah. Because if if this book if if Corona hadn't happened, then we would have this book coming out monthly. Uh, you know we'd be whatever three arcs in right now, and so we'd kind of know what the direction of the book is. And mm-hmm. and I know that talking to some some of the folks at Valiant, there's there's definitely a slight change of direction uh after like issue three. Um so so that's what I mean by like what if, you know what I mean? I mean obviously you can't change the public scene schedule, but mm-hmm. uh but I kinda wanna see like what that what if is, right? What what introducing Troy into the story changes things for Erica Shinhara. Because uh, I, I think maybe, like, now that we have this setup done, and and we know that Troy seems to be playing him up against this uh, Ukrainian general or whatever, there's going to be some interesting psychological stuff going on with Eric, right? Because now he's being played off as a bad guy in the news.
1: Right, right. Which he doesn't really well, – in, in, in this series, this arc, you would think it would bother him, right? But – older stories with him he wouldn't care he's just like, whatever you
0: know well I'm yeah but, do what I do. but he kind of doesn't care right like when the cops show up and he's like yeah arrest me and then the the thing goes off in the ukraine he's like oh well you know arrest me later i gotta go um, so right. like i think part of him doesn't care i don't know if it's that he doesn't care about like having a personal life and and that's what the struggle is um, or what what it is because you know he's been through a lot uh, in the Kent run and it just I don't know man I want to say like he's defeated and just wants a complete change uh, but at the same time I almost don't know if that's really coming across well enough for me to say that
1: yeah it's you know Eric has always like been a leader right in a yeah. tribe and and it, you kind of get a feel like he's being Introduced to a a new set of people, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's going to be his that are going to come back, and he's going to have to defend. He's always defending something, Nebraska, or you know, his his old tribe. So maybe like the group of the kids and stuff, and maybe that's going to be his new tribe in a sense. Right, he's going to have to eventually come back and defend, or maybe the whole world or whatnot. But what I thought would be interesting was. Maybe Shanhara knows what's going on, you know, with this Troy guy, but she can't let Eric know. It could be. So she's kinda of letting him play her and make him think he's playing her so that she can turn it back on him at some point? I think that would be an interesting plot twist. But you know, how,
0: I don't how know. so how would Shonhara do that? So and and by that I mean have we seen Shonhara use the armor like to accomplish her own goals right like completely take over and not let eric do anything
1: no i don't think so i'm trying to remember but she's still trying to protect him right so yes. if she knows this troy guy is trying to manipulate her in whatever fashion that may be she you know can see it coming like you said she keeps logs of everything every interaction um maybe she sees it coming in in order to protect eric you know she's gonna let some things happen that she normally wouldn't so you know it's like playing three-dimensional chess you know she's trying to play three-dimensional chess knowing what's gonna happen months down the line so then she can win but she's got to lose a couple battles along the way
0: yeah that's interesting and i hadn't thought about that and and maybe some of the interactions that we see between the two uh do kind of speak to that a little bit um because Eric is still a little idealistic in many ways. Uh, you think that you know after all the stuff he's been through, he'd kind of get over some of that, uh, but it seems like he hasn't. And and Shahar brings him down a little bit, right? Like Choice talking about s- civil unrest and whatever, and Eric's like, oh, and like that can't be like, just you know, got to fight for the the good or whatever. And Shahar's like, yeah, well, that doesn't always work out, right? And you have like Nazis and and communist takeovers like th- that's not how it works in real life your your idealism isn't really working out uh so you're right maybe she is kind of trying to sway him in a particular direction to to break him out of that state hmm, yeah when you think about it yeah that's a good point i mean i don't know i don't know uh the thing is like i <clears throat> maybe i misread this when the book was announced, but I and especially after issue one, I felt like maybe we we're gonna get a little more ground level uh Exo of War. Uh so of course, like I was eagerly anticipating the Exo Bicycle. Uh because, you know, we haven't seen the Exo Bicycle in like twenty-five years, so come on, Valiant, hello. Uh yeah, you know, I should have told uh, I should have told Heather that when I had her on the show a couple of weeks ago. Just throw in the EXO mm. bike and then have penguins run around driving them. Like I'm cool with that. But uh, but I thought it was going to be a little more like street level, right? More like uh, Daredevil, those kind of characters. Because we're in a city now and not floating around space anymore. But but then we have this like giant robot looking thing that's uh, that's fighting Eric. And, and now he's being involved in this Ukrainian civil war. Uh, so it almost doesn't feel like a street level there either, right? And uh, again, if the direction of the book – is really revealed in the next issue, then I guess maybe we just have to wait until the next issue to see really what's going on. Um, but I I, I I almost would have wanted that already, right? Again, I'm not, I don't work at Valiant, I don't write comics, what the hell do I know, right? I'm some idiot on a podcast. But but I feel like I would have wanted to see that already.
1: Well, you're an idiot on a podcast that's been reading Valiant for decades, right? <laughs> The street level yeah so i didn't think about that there is like it's all over the place in a sense you know this the second episode not the episode second issue wasn't it what or the first issue wasn't he fixing a car at one point yeah like, yeah to your street level and then he's fighting alien robot kind of things it's, yeah. yeah it's all over the place in that sense so i'm sure they're gonna tie it all in together but you're just thinking wow are you going to take me from a to b here well and and, you know it's not like you couldn't do it
0: right because i mean that's basically what spawn is spawn used to hang out like in the alleys with the homeless dudes and then like go fight giant demons right so it's not like you can't do it um i just feel like the the actual direction isn't quite tight enough yet Right. you know what i mean i think like we're still trying to set stuff up and And I you know, I get the whole thing about every comic should be someone's first comic. Uh, I know many people still go by that. Nick and I talk about this all the time because I think it's a terrible idea um because you know if you have people coming back to a book, then you're just making people wait longer and longer to see what's happening uh and I think you can you can have a splashy first issue to rope the story in uh and also serve it as an introduction right and i feel like yeah sure we're we're fighting this robot guy but like it doesn't feel like i guess grandiose enough for exo right. you know i mean he he wields the most powerful weapon in the valiant universe
1: why is he like a car mechanic he's conflicted for some yeah he, he's conflicted he looks like he lost his girlfriend man i tried to tell you In some aspects, you know, he just—he seems like he's trying to get something back. I think it's Sean Hara, you know, but it's—he's something's going on in his noggin, right? Where he's not acting right, to where something's not right with him, and something's wrong with that relationship between the two of them is what I'm getting at, and it's it's, not—it's—it's causing issues on the ground level and on you know, his fighting level or his more superhero level, right? It's bleeding all over the place and the bleeding needs to stop.
0: So I wonder if that's the reason why why Shanhara is so vocal in this series. Um, Because before this, like she rarely ever said anything, right? She might show him like an image of something, but they never had like conversations. And and now it's more like, uh, you know, like a Tony Stark and Jarvis kind of thing where they're talking and they're like I'm going to do this and and well don't do that master stark maybe you should do this instead and uh and you're right maybe maybe it is because there's something inherently wrong with eric as a result of previous adventures um but again i don't, I don't know i don't know I, you know we could be saying that and be totally off that's just the direction that they want to go in um you know when when i talked to heather a few weeks ago Uh, She that was one of the things that she talked about is how she wants she doesn't want to discard the stuff that came before when they do books. But at the same time, like you can't just follow all that stuff 100 percent, because if you if you do that, when you're relaunching a book, then you don't give the book enough room to breathe and and kind of act on its own. Right. Right. You just have have to follow what's what what came before, Um, which which I totally get. But at the same time, you know, with the character that has been around for thirty years, uh, you you have to toe a very thin line, I guess, in in how that's done.
1: To me personally, yeah. at least, it sounds like they need therapy. Both of them, I and mean, who who can be who can give them therapy that they would listen to? Nah, that, that that's a question for me. Like, because something's wrong again. I, I I'll say it again, something's wrong between the two of them. They're, they're just not functioning as they they normally do. And they've had issues before. They're like a married couple. They've had issues and they've <laughs> kind of rebounded, but something's off on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Somebody's somebody's cheating. I think it's somebody's cheating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Eric Eric had a girlfriend. She was cheating. He was cheating on. Well, I guess he's been married and stuff before. Yeah, this is a different type of cheat.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. He might, he might be cheating with another another computer.
0: Uh oh, maybe yeah, he's yeah. uh maybe he's cheating with Livewire.
1: There you go, Real Housewives of EXO. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're going now. No, I know. In all seriousness, yeah, I something, something's going on, and and we just have to wait. And you know, it's kind of cool. Like, so you were talking about how every issue should be like a reader's first introduction into a character. And that philosophy and maybe yeah. it's the, the pandemic kind of helped that, especially with this type, the way this story is going where we mm-hmm. don't r- really see how we're issue one and two where it's leading. Maybe this pause is is kind of giving readers an opportunity to pick up number two, like it's a number one mm-hmm. and then, you know, not even reading number one and then say okay, blank slate. We'll see what happens with number three. And if number three can connect the dots to, to a new reader, they're like, this is a cool run, you know. But for us who read issue one and two, we're like, uh oh, you know, we got to be three, four issues deep before we figure out what's going on here.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming in with opinions is uh, is sometimes hard uh, when you've been around these characters for for a long time. And and you might be right, right? If I'd never read Exo before, it might seem totally different. And if there hadn't been eight months between issue one and two, it might have been different. But but at the same time, as a fan that knows the character very well, uh, I do expect like a little bit more right off the bat. Uh, even if you like, you don't have to do the whole like action nonstop with E X O. You can have like tender moments and like him relaxing and like drinking coffee in the in the kitchen or whatever. Like I, I don't care about that stuff. Um, but it seems like you you have to have that uh, that like imminent threat, right? Because like even even Troy doesn't seem like an imminent threat and, and he might end up being, right? Because he's got access to all this money and technology and whatever. But like he just he seems like a goofy dude, right? Like, hey, come hang out in my yacht, like I'll tell you my whole plan. And uh and that doesn't seem like a guy that Eric would kind of go up against, at least not in the like emotional state that he seems to be in so far in this book.
1: I can agree with that, but I would disagree in the sense that I, maybe I give Troy more credit. Um, the fact that he was able to manipulate Eric, you know, into into this this battle or whatnot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, to me, it seemed like he's smart, but he's also like a, a uber rich guy, right? And and they run in their own circles, right? So he the, the things that he do, does, you know, on his yacht and things like that. Like, we don't do that stuff. Normal people don't do that <laughs> stuff. You know, so that that was weird. So I can see where you can say, well, he's kind of off. I, I'm not going to give him credit on being intelligent. But the fact that I thought he very easily manipulated Eric.
0: Well, yes, he know. did. That's true. And and the question is, is he also manipulating this Ukrainian general guy? Because obviously, like, the the guy set Eric up, right? He, he brought him to this place with a bunch of soldiers with bombs strapped to their chest. And then blew the bombs up and made it like Eric blew this place up, uh, which really should be like fairly easy to determine it wasn't him because the place is undergoing a civil war, but uh, but it could be that Troy is also manipulating other events, right, including this one guy, and and I'm curious like what his ultimate motivation is, what his goal is. Uh, I think that enough is is enough for me to be interested. And in the direction of the book
1: yeah yeah i agree did, did you get like a feel this that this story is kind of playing into like current politics oh for sure yeah yeah i mean it really it just seems so familiar like, you could easily change out one guy for vladimir putin and one guy you know somebody else you know it just it, it's I, I like that about it because it kind of made it current of Vinny to me. But mm-hmm. It's kind of scary in a sense. Like, if hope this isn't really going on because <laughs> some, some deep doo doo. If it is, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know, I mean, like, deep.
0: if if it ends up being that, like, this is like a a global power play, right? I, I would find that to fit in well with the character. If uh, if Troy's not just like a goofy rich guy uh that's just like doing the stuff for kicks if there's some like deeper stuff going on where you play with like the industrial military complex and like you know cia doing like covert ops and using eric to you know take out foreign leaders or something like i think that would be really interesting um but but that doesn't seem to fit like the kind of fun tone that the book has had so far that seems yeah, like it'd be right. something. It'd be something that you see in like in like uh, Crystal's Gage's Ninja K, right? Where you have this like spy agencies going up against each other, and like nobody can trust anybody. Like I, I would find that very
1: compelling. Right. Well, you know, speaking to the fun aspect, they can't make EXO too fun, right? You can't yeah. make him, it. Would, it it would just do in my opinion it it, do, it would do the character disservice if you made him too fun. Like I understand you want to get a younger audience in for some of your valiant characters and inter, you know introduce a younger audience and, and you can see that in some some of the books with the artwork or whatnot and, and that's fine. I mean you, you do want to get that demographic but I don't think Exo is a character where you can do that in unless you do something like a valiant high or you know like a, a totally different spinoff. So they have to kind of be careful with that. And it, it does make it more interesting to see how, how's is issue four and issue three going to be, you know, like how, how do you manage this? And I know Valiant's going to do a good job at it. We're just looking in our crystal ball. We're like, you know, trying to pick fantasy football players here, not knowing who's <laughs> going to show up on Sunday. Or whatnot. And that makes with comics fun, right? That's why you go on Wednesday and buy new books. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what happens just like you. Um I don't think I'll be disappointed, you know. I'm not one of those Valiant fans that get like really PO i am
0: super angry. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, because they don't like how issue 1 and 2 went. Um I I think Valiant always kind of does a good job for, you know, 95% of the time on 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 their books and their stories. So it'll be good to see what, how it goes, you know. And it you know, and it's exciting, right? Cuz is like your favorite Valiant character, right? So yeah, I know yeah. you're like and, and that's the thing, right? It. That's the thing.
0: Even even if I'm not entirely sure, like that, I 100% enjoy the direction. I I can definitely appreciate that they're trying something new with the character, right? And not trying to do like a different slant on something we've seen before. Um, and and you know, especially after Kent's run, like where do you go after you take a character like to space and fight some like ultimate army, right? like you kind of have to bring it back down to basics it's like uh you know with the marvel movies you fight thanos and like what do you do next right like how do you find a a guy that's bigger and badder than someone that kills half the universe right you kind of have to take it back down and do some street level stuff and and that's fine um and it's not like the the book's got bad execution i i enjoy the the story and i enjoy the writing and i think the art's fantastic um, but I'm just still, you know, kind of wait and see. And, and you're right. Like, I'm not going to buy it anyway. So it's not like it really matters what's going on with the character. It's Exo, right? It's like when right. Tom King was writing Batman. I still bought every issue uh, because it's
1: Batman and
0: I have to have the issues.
1: Right. So, so speaking of that, did you, was that alien that that Eric beat up <laughs> with his own arm? Did, what, did they bring that in from the Kenton run? It makes it seem like the head, like that coney type head. So, um,
0: yeah, I was trying to figure that out because the the design of this character is similar to a character they had. I think it was in the acclaim run of EXO. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he he did look familiar, but uh, but I mean, this is just a robot, right? It's not like a person inside the suit um right. so it's it's not the same character i don't think
1: it did have an acclaim feel it, it reminded me of the Mega Man, uh video games like yeah. something you would see there like the arm especially the arms or whatnot um but yeah i just thought i saw it somewhere i thought i maybe saw in in kent run or somewhere so maybe you're right like the acclaim run. we, we saw a similar robot yeah
0: yeah the, the character's it. definitely familiar yeah. um but but i don't know uh, and maybe it could be from something else. Here's the thing: there's only so many ways you can design like a robot suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it might not even be from from this. Uh, because I know there's a there was a character in in DC. Wow, God, what was that from? Uh, I almost said Fear itself, but it wasn't Fear itself. Maybe it was Multiversity. I don't know. But there was a character that also looks like this. Um. So yeah, I mean there's there's only so many designs choices you can make. And and you know, to, to go to the acclaim thing, in that acclaim era, you saw this kind of stuff all the time, and you used to see it in Marvel all the time. Where like uh like all the villains basically look like distorted versions of the hero.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
0: Um Yeah, like the big two used to do this all the time. I'm I'm reading Doctor Fate right now. Uh, from the 80s, and, like, the villain is anti-Fate, and he looks like Dr. Fate, but with big teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so you used to see this kind of thing all the time. Spawn, mm-hmm. anti-Spawn, uh, Shazam, and Black Adam. Like, it's, it's nothing new. Um, but, yeah, like, it's fun. You know what I mean? And and regardless of anything, the, the most important thing when you're reading comics is to remember that you're trying to, to escape for a few minutes and have some fun with it. Right, not everything has to be doom and gloom and ultimate world ending.
1: Right. Yeah. It's fun. You know, I wasn't put off by it, by the issues, even after all this time off. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm happy, you know, I go along with the train ride, man, you know. take me on this journey or Choo not. choo not, not choo choo con when <laughs> <laughs> I go to choo choo con. Choo choo <laughs> con I is cancelled. With Mike Myers and that, I think they might keep it going. It's Tennessee. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) I love my people in Tennessee. I'm not saying no. I I hear you. Yeah. So I'm excited, buddy. So next next month coming out another issue, December.
0: Uh, supposed to be. Supposies. Let's hope so. all right. I'll be there. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of calm over at Valiant right now. Mm -hmm. but there should be some some great stuff coming up in 2021 uh hopefully uh even if there's still some pandemic issues going on Mm -hmm. uh hopefully the industry finds a way to adapt to that and allow new books to come out and do well uh that's one of the problems when like shops aren't open right or people don't want to go to a shop is like you can you can bring out a new number one but then like Maybe people won't buy it because they just don't want to go. Right. Um, so, so I I get all that stuff. I don't have a problem with that stuff, but I do hope that in the coming year we do see kind of a resurgence of of new stuff at Valiant. Because uh, you know, like one or two books a month is is better than nothing. But right. uh, but I want more.
1: You know. I think Valiant is going to do some really big stuff in twenty twenty one. There's some rumblings. Mm. out there that they're gonna do some big stuff Mm. so i think they're making a push for it It, what's interesting to what you said you know going into comic shops i know the shops around here they totally went digital like my old lcs you know i just told them order me all the value stuff all the covers except for the trade paperbacks and the deluxes you know i'd make a decision on that whenever Mm -hmm. i wanted them and i didn't have to do anything but when the pandemic hit, they said, "Heck no!" They went to an online ordering. You have to go through previews, order through set up an account, order it through previews when it comes out, and then they will get you the books. You know, at that point, and they even took away the discount. So there's no pre order discount. Wow, at, at that shop. So, you know, and that's fine. I mean, you gotta—that's your business. You know how to run your own shop, and I totally respect it. But I, you know, I had to make a move on to somebody else and uh but yeah it's still you got to kind of order your own stuff i think everybody's kind of pushing not everybody but there's a, i've seen at least four shops that i buy books from that are all going to online ordering yeah and, and that dude here's the thing
0: okay again i'm all for supporting local comic shops but mm-hmm. but as someone that used dcbs for many years like every comic shop should have had the option for me to just go on their website and click check a couple boxes, check mm-hmm. out, pay and then all I got to do is wait for my box to show up. Like mm-hmm. this, this should have been a thing since like 1992 when 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 you got a uh, when you got tons and tons of AOL disk in the mail. <laughs> you know what but I mean? Yeah, when you, when you... you built your AOL compact disk mountain, like that's when we should have had online ordering at every comic
1: shop. But people, you know, people love lo-fi. You know, it's just like at, at my job, I work for the government, and for decades we did things we're we're still so much paper. I think I sent a picture was it last year or two years ago on my desk, and you're like, that's a lot of damn yeah. paper on your desk. <laughs> we live in a paper world, and it took a pandemic for the government to say, "Hey, why don't we just." send everybody home and, <laughs> with their own computers and, you know, let's start doing stuff digitally. So it just takes a while for people, people are creatures have it. You know, if you hey. ever take like a business class and they talk about, you know, putting a new software in at a company, mm-hmm. it's hell. Like you got to get buy-in. Da-da-da-da. That's a whole process. Oh, trust me.
0: <laughs> I- I've worked for software companies. I know. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. People resist it. Like their their first reaction Probably 90% of the people are going to say, nope, I'm mm-hmm. comfortable coming to work every day, driving two hours in, two hours back, mm-hmm. and pushing my paper instead of saying, hey, I'll switch and learn this new system and don't drive in two hours in and two hours out and be all digital. So it's just human nature. Long story short. So, yeah. So I think we're getting there with the comic shops. And I think comic shops need it. They'll save on overhead, right, mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. Um, everybody's used to shopping now you know digitally so I love it I love it too I know you're a digital guy you know your comic shop is Comicsology.
0: yeah well you know I, I got tired because I was only doing DCBS once a month and I was like I just want to read the book right now man Yeah. so, uh, so for a while I would buy like the stuff that I really wanted to read immediately I would buy mm-hmm. digitally and then just wait for my box right but after mm-hmm. a while I'm like the the double bind that i'm doing is just not making sense anymore yeah. and uh, and i just went all digital cuz it's
1: just easier hey man we're all going to get to that point that you know the year 4000 ad we will all be digital
0: <laughs> and then in 4001 there won't be any more digital cuz no, the internet no. will go down
1: it will all go down new japan will crash and it will be all over <laughs> be back to paper and scribes on rocks you know it's just, yep it's over
0: yep you know? it's very true very true as humans as humans we uh you yeah, know we just got to get to the next like 2 months cuz then uh, savage is coming out in february and then uh, i'm sure like shortly after that uh, Shadow Man and Maybe by the summer, fighting a witness and all
1: that stuff. So, uh, so it should be exciting. I tell you this, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard too. People, Valiant fans should be really excited about 2021. <laughs> yes. You should. Just yes. Be, you should be very excited. Um, and, you know, when you come outside your cave and you see the sunlight again and you can breathe the air outside, Valiant will be there with really cool stuff. There you go. There you go. Very good.
0: All right, let's wrap it up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening to the Valiant Center podcast with uh with Duan Hammond, the the brand new host of this very show, superstar, clubhouse owner. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, i a like father that. with a teething baby. Baby, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't miss that. Right. Uh, anyways, if you wanna get in touch with us, Twitter, uh, Duan's at Valiant. Uh, Travis, he's not here, but it's okay. Uh, wish him a happy thanksgiving at the great magnet i'm a geek vine and the show is at valiant underscore central thank you for listening uh if you're in the u.s happy gobble gobble uh and if not uh we'll catch you on the next one